I love it when I come across people writing about submission in a deep and thoughtful way. If you have not discovered The Pleasure Coach, check out this post to get you started, The Sovereignty of Submission. Reading this post brought me back to the subject of power and submission, see here here and here for examples. I come from the viewpoint that both partners in a DS-style relationship have power and responsibility. Even in a 24-7 master-slash-slave dynamic both parties have some power and responsibility. I want to explore the responsibility of a submissive type in this post. Agency, Efficacy, and Responsibility Psych Nerd Alert Agency is a sense of control. We understand we have the ability to respond to the world and move through our world in a given way. We have an awareness of what we have the power to control and change. Personal efficacy is the belief you have the capacity to meet challenging goals. When tasked with a challenge, you have enough belief of yourself and your abilities to believe you can take on and complete whatever the challenge is. It is critical for people to have some personal efficacy to function in the world. Personal responsibility has several definitions. In this post, I specifically mean that we accept our own actions have power and consequences and we accept that we may be held to a moral or social standard for our actions. Agency, efficacy and responsibility work together to shape how we move through the world. They are involved in everything from our classroom performance, to how we choose to interact with others, to how we conduct our sex lives. These three phenomena determine if we feel in control of ourselves, how we tackle a challenge and what consequences we believe are fair. Concepts of Submission All of the above, agency, efficacy, responsibility, come into play when we decide to enter into power exchange relationships. Regardless of the length of power exchange, be it a single scene or a lifetime, we have to decide how we will transform our agency, efficacy, and responsibility into a submissive relationship. A problem has arisen in the past decade or so as kink and BDSM became popular as a form of entertainment, be it books, online, or as sexual tourism. The submissive in many of the more popular portrayals reaches a status of real submissive once they have abandoned their agency, efficacy, and responsibility. The concept of submission which underscores the 50 shades and similar accounts of BDSM is that the real or true submissive is simply a vessel for the dominant's will and desire. This is complete crap when it comes to reality. Unfortunately, too many folks have been led astray by this concept of submission and have rejected personal responsibility, efficacy, and agency in pursuit of becoming a real submissive. The submissive has all the real power narrative. This statement has become the drumbeat of so many folks discussing BDSM with people outside the scene or new to the scene. The idea is that the submissive holds all the power cards. At any point they can withdraw their submission and end the relationship therefore a dominant has no real power. This concept of power exchange and submission is popular because it reassures people who do not or do not often engage in submission a feeling it is safe. If you never really give over power, if you can always stop everything at the drop of a single word, then there is no real power exchange. It's just a game. Yes, a submissive can stop something or change the power dynamic at any time, this comes with consequences. Choosing to take power back can stop a scene or can be relationship ending depending on the couple. Some submissives lose the belief that they have the power to take back their control and therefore the idea they would stop when uncomfortable is not a legitimate understanding of their agency. The reality is, people negotiate power exchange and approach it in many ways. Some people see it as simply a game or part of the role play for a scene. Others, including me, 
Understand it as more of a foundation for a relationship which cannot be simply discarded when it stops working for a few minutes. The submissive as a vessel for a dominance power. This is another narrative which has emerged in regard to power exchange. The concept is that when someone is a true submissive they relinquish all agency and all decision-making power and become an extension of their dominant. This is neither common or healthy. More often, this is a fantasy created by authors for storytelling purposes. There is no such thing as a true submissive or a real submissive which can be determined by behaviors. Power exchange and submission is negotiated and continually negotiated by people. There are decisions around areas of power exchange, the limits of power exchange, and the desires of the people involved. In 99.9% of these relationships, the submissive partner makes a conscious decision to let go of certain types of power. Regardless of how much power they let go of, they retain their own ego, thought process, and decision-making process. They are never fully a vessel for the dominance well. At least this is how it goes in relatively healthy relationships. Abuse is another issue altogether. A submissive's responsibility. Submissives are responsible for their own health, welfare, and personal behavior. At no time in a healthy relationship will a submissive give over all power and decision-making when it comes to their health and welfare. This is partly because no one else can inhabit our bodies and minds and therefore we cannot understand what another person experiences fully in terms of health. We can communicate our health needs and bodily experiences, but another person cannot fully know what we experience. The act of communicating our experience and needs is in itself a form of responsibility. Any person entering into a submissive-slash-power exchange relationship for any duration of time has certain responsibilities. The parameters of these change as the relationships but the submissive will always have some responsibilities. Communicate about health and welfare. Whether you are entering into a single scene or a lifetime commitment, a submissive is responsible for disclosing pertinent health and welfare information to a partner. Full consent is based on knowing pertinent risks of engaging with someone. This does not mean you have to provide a full health history to your pickup play partner. It does mean you should let them know about health issues which may change how you have to interact. For example, I have had several partners who had diabetes. I need to know this before we play so that I can keep an eye out for signs of plummeting blood sugar levels. Very low blood sugar is a health crisis. You burn a lot of calories in some scenes. I need to determine if the sweat on their brow is from my stimulation or possibly a sugar drop. Having a bit of juice or chocolate nearby then becomes part of the play session. I understand some heath issues may be hard to discuss. I live with bipolar eye disorder and a history of cutting. For a quick pickup play scene I do feel a need to get into the details of this with a partner. However, when I have done pickup play for knife play, disclosing I engaged in self-harm is part of making sure my partner can consent to play. Your health conditions and how well they are managed will determine what you need to disclose for consensual play. You are also responsible for making decisions about your financial welfare. I recognize some couples negotiate financial power agreements. I'm not saying those are bad. In many cases, having one partner control the finances will work for long-term couples. Many, many non-kinky couples have such arrangements after marriage. What I am talking about here is your responsibility for understanding the agreements you enter into and do it willingly. Finance can be something as small as deciding which events to attend as a couple and who pays. For example, for years as a researcher and executive director, I often made significantly more than my partners. I did not want to pay for every kink event, 
However, we had to negotiate what I was comfortable paying for what what control I would keep over my funds. Plenty of you have been in this position. You and your partner want to attend a kink convention but only one of you can afford it. Every partnership will have a different level of comfort with a single partner paying for an event. Just because you are a submissive, a partner should not command you to pay for what they want without discussing finances with you. Kink Play As a kinky player, you are always responsible for learning about the fetish play you engage with. This does not mean you have to be an expert before trying something out with someone. However, you are responsible for understanding the basics and the risks before agreeing to it. This is especially important these days with so many dominants claiming expertise in and given play and lacking even basic understanding of safety concerns. No play is 100% safe. Even kissing involves the risk of passing along herpes simplex, those painful cold sores. When you decide to engage in a type of play, be it role play, bondage, impact play or something else, there are a set of risks which come with it. Familiarize yourself with the basic safety issues of what you and partner are going to do. Your dominant or pickup play partner is not responsible for educating you about every risk of the play before you agree to is. For great places to learn, check out my BDSM resource page. Safety concerns are not just about potential physical injury. Yes, suspension, impact play, blood play and more come with some pretty obvious physical risks. However, your personal health and your mental health also determine the risk level of play. For example, if you have been under significant stress without much reprieve, say, stuck at home with your team during a pandemic, the buildup of cortisol in your system can make your skin thinner than normal. This presence added dangers for rope bondage and impact play. You need to be aware enough of your own health to determine how much of a risk you are taking with the type of play you like. Mental health is also important to evaluate. Even with pickup play there can be significant emotional involvement or catharsis. This may be what you are seeking. It may not. You should be familiar enough with the play and what you are planning to engage in to make an informed decision about your own actions. Submissives do not lose legal responsibility. The idea the submissive is a vessel for the dominance can have major legal implications. Laws in many countries consider anyone over the age of majority responsible for their own actions. Saying your partner told you to steal something or assault someone will not absolve you of responsibility. There are plenty of women in prison who were in abusive relationships, did something for their partner that was illegal, and are now serving time. If your partner is asking you or directing you to engage in illegal behavior, your actions are, under law your own choice. You have to decide if you, not your dominant, wants to engage in illegal behaviors. Partners pressuring you into doing something you are uncomfortable with or something illegal is a sign of abuse. Player's Remorse The longer you play, the higher the probability you will end up having a bad play session or relationship. It is the nature of human relationships that they are not 100% satisfying all the time. Submissives have to own their own role in the relationship or play when it goes awry. It can be hard to admit to yourself when your behavior contributed to a debacle. No play is completely controlled by a single individual. When you feel bad or have had a traumatic session, you need to allow yourself space to figure out what went wrong. There are times when sexual assault or rape happens under the guise of BDSM. If this is the case, it is important to acknowledge what happened. If someone clearly violated the consensual boundaries of play, did not stop when you used the agreed-upon language to stop, or initiated sex after you were impaired and could not consent, this is rape and not your fault. Much more often, 
We have a bad breakup, or a fight, or someone is a dick we didn't expect to be a dick and we regret being with them, in whatever capacity. It's unfortunate but not a reason to melt down a fed or a munch or demand they are barred from all events. Because many situations are unclear to outsiders, being willing to answer some questions about your situation is normal and should be expected. I say this as someone who has been both sexually assaulted as well as drugged and raped. If you have approached a dungeon owner or an event organizer to report someone who has violated your consent, they will have some questions. They are not trying to invalidate your experience and they are not on the side of the rapist simply because they ask you to clarify what happened. Too often I have seen subs with players remorse try and get a prior partner banned from a space. When asked to clarify what happened, they put the organizer or owner on blast. Everyone in the community is responsible for identifying abusive people and dangerous players. We need to have some facts about a situation which will allow us to do this effectively. As a submissive, you are responsible for being honest when asked questions about someone you had a negative experience with. Bottom line Choosing to enter a power relationship as a submissive or a play scene as a submissive does not absolve you of your responsibilities. People in every scene identity are responsible for providing partners with enough information to engage in consensual play. Anyone engaging in BDSM and kink is also responsible for learning about the risks involved in the activities they are engaging with. At no point in a power exchange relationship is the submissive absolved of all responsibility. We retain agency even as we negotiate the parameters in which we will exercise that agency. My subby folks, own up to your part in making informed, consensual decisions. Hashtag submission hashtag dominance hashtag dominant hashtag submit hashtag kink hashtag BDSM hashtag power exchange hashtag rope hashtag bondage hashtag role play hashtag relationships hashtag responsibility hashtag consent hashtag risk hashtag rack hashtag SSE.